With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't got distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Oh, hi. Hello there. This is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. And I am Liv, here with what I think will be the last episode on the mess of a human, the so-called hero, the violent murderer that is Theseus. Athens' most important mythological figure, somehow. Truly, how does one manage so much horror, so many horrific crimes and monstrous actions squished into one man's life? It's impressive, really, if you look past just how awful it is. Oh, Theseus. I must say, it's been incredibly fun diving back into this man's monstrosity. I can't believe I managed to squish it all into a single episode so early into this podcast. The lack of detail. The lack of dwelling on his stupidity. It's just no fun. I do hope you all have enjoyed this deep dive as much as I have. And not to worry, I will continue to do brand new stories as well, but in between, I do believe I'm going to keep up with recreating some of those early stories, mostly because I covered all the most intricate and exciting stories early on before I knew how to write intricate and exciting stories in the way I do now. Plus, I've got to keep it fun for me too. My plan, though, is to go back to the Aeneid. There really was something about that time that made it, oh, so difficult to focus on that man's story. The Romans, they gave us the hotness that is Spartacus I and Gannicus, but they also gave us a hell of a lot of propaganda. Who are those hotties I just named, you ask? Go watch at least seasons one and two of Star's Spartacus series and thank me later. Before we dive back into the Aeneid, though, I will be doing that Q&A I told you about. This past Sunday, my birthday, if I'm being braggy, marked the three-year anniversary of this podcast. How is that possible? Who knows? Did I ever imagine that three years in, I would be on the cusp of being a full-time podcaster and author? Hell no. Is that my life dream? Absolutely. So please submit your questions to me via email, mythsbaby at gmail.com before the end of Friday, July 24th. Sign your name if you want credit, and I will try to answer all that I can. Once again, I ask aloud, 
Where did we last leave that so-called hero? That man who loved to ruin women for no reason? That man who caused his father's death because he couldn't remember a simple promise he'd made? That man who played vigilante en route to Athens? Theseus. Oh, how much Theseus has done. Shall we recap, just briefly? Well, he was born in Trozen, and when old enough, revealed to be the son of the king of Athens, Aegeus. He found himself a sword and sandals under a rock, a sure sign he was the son of a king, or maybe the son of Poseidon? Depends on who you ask. He traveled from Trozen to Athens, killing, man, many people along the way. Were they murderers themselves? Supposedly. But truly, who knows with Theseus. I still find it weird that he's one of the only heroes to murder a great number of humans rather than mostly monsters or the like. Finally, he arrived in Athens. Woo! He killed the Marathonian bull himself. That's something. Before heading over to Knossos to put a stop to all the young Athenians being sacrificed every year. Did he do that on his own? Absolutely not. He had the help of Ariadne. And without her? God, who knows. He probably would have been lost in a labyrinth or eaten by a minotaur. En route home, he abandoned said woman because, what, he got bored? Or maybe he was worried that the Athenians wouldn't like her? Or maybe a god told him to? Whatever reason, it was shitty and traumatic for poor Ariadne. Thankfully, she married a god instead, so fuck you, Theseus. Then, he arrived in Athens. But not before his poor father, Aegeus, saw the black sails that Theseus had forgotten to change and threw himself into the Aegean Sea, named for exactly that reason. But if you think that's the whole list of horrific things Theseus has done, have I got news for you. This is episode 84, Theseus, the hero who kidnapped an Amazon, a child, and a goddess. If you thought Ariadne was the only mythologically important woman Theseus fucked over, boy, are you in for a treat. Oh, Theseus. Honestly, this man, he's horrific, truly. But is he ever thrilling to talk about, to research? Ugh, I'm living for it. And we're just getting to all the real juicy drama, too. The various women he kidnapped for little to no reason at all. The chronology of these can be tricky. When did he do what I'm about to share with you? It's definitely after he returned to Athens having killed the Minotaur, and yet he still seems very young and, well, stupid, in addition to being influenced by a particularly awful friend of his who we'll get to. So I won't concern us too much with when these things happened, simply that they did. That's the nature of Greek mythology anyway, since it wasn't ever written as a coherent start-to-finish narrative like we think of books and stories now, it really wasn't a concern when these things happened in relation to other mythological happenings, or often in relation to that character's life in general. Certainly, that doesn't apply to all stories, but many. Athens also often inserted itself into other stories by adding Theseus in some way. For instance, sometime in the near future, I'll tell you the story of the War of the Seven against Thebes. This was a myth of Thebes, but also a play from Athens, and therefore Theseus became involved, though likely he wasn't originally involved in the Theban myth. The same goes for Oedipus, who, after blinding himself for all that famous tragedy, traveled to Athens where he was welcomed by Theseus. Another instance of Athenians including their most beloved mythological king in an important story. The same could probably be said about Medea, but frankly, I'm just considering all this now. It's also my own speculation, I should say, but that's based in a hell of a lot of knowledge on this subject, as you well know. So what else did he do that was so bad, you ask? Well, let's dive right in. 
Shortly after Theseus became king of Athens, you know, because his own stupidity and forgetfulness caused his father's tragic death, Theseus was feeling restless once more. He couldn't just sit there, being a king and ruling over one of the most important cities in the Hellenic world. No, he needed to fuck shit up some more. Who was he if he wasn't fucking shit up? He was Theseus. He wasn't a boring old king. He was the guy who traveled around killing people and ruining women's lives. And with that in mind, Theseus set out. He sailed to the land of the Amazons, Themyscira, as it's often called, with the express intention of kidnapping their queen, Hippolyta, or sometimes Antiope. Either way, she was the queen of the Amazons and Theseus wanted to kidnap her. Why, you ask? Don't ask stupid questions. It's because he could and he wanted to. Does a man need another reason? The name Themyscira probably sounds familiar. In most sources about the mythological Amazons, Themyscira is their homeland. But it's also used in the DC universe of comics and movies as the home of the Amazons, and therefore the home of Wonder Woman, which is where the similarities end, aside from some names used in DC. As a side note, I will soon be recording and releasing a Patreon episode where I sit down with my good friends from Ancient History Fangirl and we rant and rave about that movie. Theseus travels to Themyscira with the explicit intention of kidnapping their queen because he is a giant, mind-bogglingly horrible asshole. Is this what he does when he's bored? Because that's terrifying. When Theseus arrives on the lands of the Amazons, they're immediately welcoming of him. In the mythology, these are women who are so strong, brave, and powerful that they simply don't fear strangers. They're warriors. They can handle themselves. They have no reason to be afraid of men who reach their shores unexpected. They're trusting. They think things like this should be done with honor. And so there's no harm in welcoming strangers. But the Amazons didn't account for Theseus. They welcomed him and their queen, Hippolyta, or like I said, sometimes she's Antiope, boards Theseus's ship with gifts of welcome. Because, well, they're just nice people. Theseus, though, is not. As soon as their queen is on board his ship, he sets sail, leaving their land behind and trapping this woman on his ship. Whether this particular queen of the Amazons is named Antiope or Hippolyta is tough to say. Most sources say exactly what I've said, that she may have been Antiope or she may have been Hippolyta. Most don't even take a stance. The confusion sometimes comes in because Hippolyta also features in the story of Heracles in his ninth labor when he has to steal her war belt and kills her in the process. Because of that, it's likely Theseus's Amazon encounter was really with Antiope. But given the name of their child that I'll mention shortly, the name Hippolyta also fits. I will call her Hippolyta, but I am by no means saying that's more likely than her being Antiope. I just had to pick one. Theseus brings Hippolyta back to Athens as his captive, and according to some sources, they fall in love and have a sort of pseudo-unofficial marriage, a claim I don't believe, because I mean really, really, she was kidnapped. Either way, though, she does become pregnant by Theseus. A pregnancy we can only assume was via rape. Coercion at best. Hippolyta has their child, who they name Hippolytus. More on him later. The Amazons don't take kindly to Theseus' decision to, you know, kidnap their queen. 
And so they march against Athens, laying siege to the city in a war that will become known as the Amazonomachy and will exist forever on a frieze of the Parthenon, even if it has now been kidnapped, just as Hippolyta was. I'm looking at you, British Museum. This would only be the first time that a city's army attacked Athens because Theseus kidnapped a woman. The next will come shortly. Tragically, in this case, according to some sources, Hippolyta doesn't make it through the battle. Or according to others, she brokers a peace deal. There's often a misguided understanding that Hippolyta loved Theseus and didn't want her people attacking the city and therefore brokered the peace. Again, I call bullshit on that whole idea. Still, according to even that take on it, Theseus inevitably is still the objective villain because he later kills Hippolyta in order to make a deal to marry another woman. So even in the version where Hippolyta loved her kidnapper, he still manages to fuck it up. The man has a true skill. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. For Theseus's last foray into fucking with other people's lives, he really goes all in. See, Theseus has this friend named Pirithous. Pirithous was, if you can believe it, even more of a troublemaker than Theseus. He was even more notorious, but mostly because he didn't have the heroic fame and he wasn't the king of Athens, so all the shitty things he did actually came across as shitty. Theseus and Perithous were best friends, or possibly even lovers. There isn't a ton of evidence for that, but they were really, really close regardless. Theseus had a habit of having to save Perithous's life. He saved him during the Caledonian boar hunt with Jason and the Argonauts, another famous quest Theseus went on, even if, thankfully, that one wasn't about him. Pirithous often needed Theseus's help, and this instance was no exception. A bit of backstory on Pirithous. He was the king of Lapithae and was planning to marry a woman we know absolutely nothing about. 
I can only assume she was a lovely person and unfortunately made the decision, or was forced, to marry old Pirithous. Theseus was invited to the wedding, as was much of Pirithous's kingdom, and well, so were the local centaurs, who, according to Edith Hamilton, were related to the bride, again, whose name we do not know. So the centaurs were there, and as you might remember about centaurs, they are not easy to deal with. At the wedding, the centaurs got a little riled up. They may have gotten a little handsy, a salty, really, with the women. Something triggered Theseus to start a fight with them, and a whole battle ensued. It was all very dramatic, but of course, in the end, Theseus and the Lapithae won, and the centaurs left, probably pretty annoyed at being invited to the damn wedding in the first place. That was Pirithous's first wife. Eventually, she died, and she must have died young, too, because Pirithous immediately began planning and plotting for who his second wife would be. He decided he would simply kidnap the woman he wanted to marry next. It didn't matter if she was already married or who she was married to. Pirithous, spurred on by his incredibly privileged best friend, Theseus, determined that he would take what he wanted and fuck the consequences. Who did he want, you may ask? Well, the queen of the underworld herself, Persephone. Yeah, Pirithous is a fucking idiot, truthfully. I mean, completely ignoring the fact that it's dark as fuck to plan a kidnap of a woman you want to marry, who the fuck thinks it's a good idea to not only kidnap a woman who's already married, but one that's married to the god of the dead and king of the underworld? Not to mention, who is a goddess herself? It is not lost on me that Persephone was already kidnapped by her later husband. That poor woman has seen some shit. Thankfully, her marriage to Hades, while troubling to begin with, did result in her becoming an absolute badass dread goddess Queen Persephone, feared by so, so many, even when her husband didn't instill even half as much respect as his wife. So yeah, Pirithous decides he's going to go down to the underworld and kidnap the dread goddess Persephone in order to make her his wife. He's not, it seems, worried about what her husband, the god of the dead, might do when he finds out this plan, or just how fucked Pirithous would be when he inevitably gets caught in his wildly dark and fucked up plan. Instead, he just asks Theseus for help, who eagerly agrees and doesn't seem to propose a counterplan at all, and equally doesn't worry about the consequences of the most fucked up plan in all mythology. Kidnap the Queen of the Underworld. In fact, Theseus decides he doesn't want to be left out of fucked up, insane wife-kidnapping plans. He needs one too. Honestly, I don't even know how to tell this story without just constantly screaming in horror and at their incredible, unbelievable stupidity. Because, yeah, Theseus decides that while he's going to help Pirithous kidnap the Queen of the Underworld, an actual goddess, he's going to also need help in his new plan. Kidnap a young girl... She's 12 at this point. Helen, Princess of Sparta. Yeah. Theseus will kidnap a child with the intention of marrying her, and Pirithous will kidnap a goddess queen with the intention of marrying her. These motherfuckers. The two enormous assholes determine that the best plan is for them to kidnap Helen first. And somehow, 
they do. We don't have the story of how they pull this off, just that they succeed and Theseus brings Helen to another town in Attica, the region of Athens, where he leaves her while they carry out their second plan. Kidnap Persephone from the underworld. Theseus's intention is that he'll marry Helen, a child, when he returns, but for now, she's safe and sound in some town. So the best friends and horrific people head to the underworld. As with the story of the kidnapping of Helen, we don't have a story of whatever adventure they must have undertaken in order to reach the underworld. It wasn't easy, you know. We simply know that, eventually, Pirithos and Theseus do indeed arrive in the underworld and are presented before Hades. You know, Hades, the king of the underworld, god of the dead, and husband to the woman they're intending to kidnap. Hades isn't a dummy, and I'll say for the zillionth time, he's a god, so he knows exactly what these two monsters have planned, and he intends to have a little bit of fun with them. Hades doesn't come right out and tell the pair that he knows their plan, that he has no intention of letting them get anywhere near his wife. Instead, he offers Theseus and Perithous each a seat across from him so they can have a nice little visit there in the underworld. Theseus and Perithous each take the seat offered to them by Hades, and, well, that's that. Whatever magic Hades had placed upon those chairs goes straight to work, and the two men are unable to get up. They're stuck there, on these chairs, in the underworld, to stew in their own monstrosity. Theseus and Pirithous are stuck on those chairs in the underworld for a very, very long time. How long? We don't know, but it's a very, very long time. Eventually, many years later at least, Heracles finds himself in the underworld on one of his twelve labors. He's there to bring back old Cerberus, Hades' three-headed dog who guarded the entrance to the underworld. While there, he finds Theseus and Perithous wasting away on their chairs. Heracles is able to then free Theseus, but only Theseus. Hades wanted him punished for his plan to help Perithous in his monster plan, but he knew that it was Perithous, not Theseus, who intended to take his wife and make her his own. So Perithous wasn't allowed to leave. He lived forever in the underworld, stuck on that chair, thinking about what a horrible idea it was. I like to think he learned a lesson about not treating women as property to be stolen, but he probably didn't. So, Theseus was permitted to leave, but he had to leave his best friend behind. No love lost here, though. If Theseus is a monster, Pirithus is equal, if not worse, in the sheer audacity of his choices. In that time that Theseus was locked away in the underworld, his attempted child bride had already been saved by her brothers, Castor and Polydeuces. Thank the gods. Not that that poor woman didn't have some other insane bullshit headed her way, but for a time, she was able to grow up without the horror of an old man husband she wanted nothing to do with. She'd get one of those later. Her brothers and the army they led became the second army to invade Athens, or really Attica, the region as a whole, in order to rescue a woman that Theseus had kidnapped out of what truly seems like simply boredom. And what did Theseus take from this? Not that he should revisit his life choices and his morals and whether he maybe should be locked up in a prison forever— not that maybe he should stop fucking with other people's lives and just keep to himself for the rest of time. No, he decides that, well, obviously, he needs a new wife. 
How Theseus finds himself eventually married to Phaedra, Ariadne's sister, isn't always clear, but he does. According to the late writer of mythology, Apollodorus, he was given Phaedra as a wife by her brother, Deucalion, who was then the king of Knossos. Their marriage was a reconciliation of the two regions, given their contentious history. And don't think I'm going to talk about giving away a woman like it's normal or okay. Honestly, gross. How was that a thing for so long? This understanding, though, connects to the version of the fate of Hippolyta that I mentioned earlier, that they had a kind of pseudo but not official marriage, and that when Theseus decided he instead wanted to marry Phaedra, a real princess, he had to kill Hippolyta, because obviously that's the solution. My god, that man. However it happens, Theseus marries the sister of the woman he abandoned on an island after taking her away from her family, because... Well, Theseus. And Theseus's marriage to Phaedra has its own horrors, though they aren't nearly as related to Theseus as the others he's inflicted on unsuspecting women. Phaedra's fate is horrible in its own, separate way. Her fate is known mostly for the play by my beloved Greek tragedian Euripides, a play called Hippolytus, named for the son that Theseus had with the Amazon queen. But that is an episode in itself, We'll revisit Phaedra and Hippolytus another time. In the end, Theseus left Athens. Either he was banished or he chose to leave because of the tragedy of his wife and son. Again, a story we'll cover eventually, but it is not good. He ended up in the kingdom of a friend, Lycomedes. There, at his friend's kingdom, during a banquet, Theseus was killed. Once more, the details are few, we simply know that he was killed away from his city of Athens. Athens, though, for all his many, 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 many faults, would honor Theseus like no other hero or mortal. The Athenians built the so-called hero a tomb and made it a sanctuary. Theseus was the ultimate hero of Athens, the man they revered and loved for the actions of his that they saw as heroic. I, for one, don't see it. According to Edith Hamilton, Theseus was so important to the people of Athens that a saying developed. They would say, quote, nothing without Theseus. According to Plutarch, a writer from the first century AD known for writing biographies, Theseus made Athens into what it was. According to Plutarch, he instituted the Panathenaic Festival, one of the city's most important traditions. According to Plutarch, Theseus was the reason the Athenians were as impressive as they were, as intellectual and wealthy as they were, as important in the Greek world as they were. The Greeks attributed a hell of a lot to one mythological man. It's just too bad he was such a dick. Oh, nerds, thank you all for listening. Now, this past Sunday was my birthday, like I said. As a birthday present to me, I would like to formally request you all go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. I mean, it's not hard, and you all seem to like me well enough, so if you can, please do. Also, remember to email me your questions for the Q&A coming up, mythsbaby at gmail.com. You could try to DM me too, but those are much harder for me to wade through. Email means you'll definitely get through. 
You are all the best. Thank you all for listening. It is crazy that I've been doing this for three years. And whether you came at the very beginning or just recently, thank you. I'm so honored that I get to be that nerd who rambles on about mythology every week and you all want to listen. This is a dream come true, for real. Stay safe, stay home if you live in a hard-hit area, wash your hands, Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, I am Liv and I love this shit. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.